Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. This episode is brought to us by Mike the Strongman. Are you tired of getting your training and nutrition advice from someone with only a weekend certification? Then perhaps it's time to turn to someone with over 15 years of research-based experience. Mike the Strongman can help you with all your training and nutrition needs. Mike has a proven track record of getting results with his clients. Visit MikeTheStrongMan.com for more information or email Mike at MikeTheStrongMan at gmail.com if you're ready to take your performance to the next level. This episode is also brought to us by the Healthiest You Chiropractic Center. The Healthiest You Chiropractic Center in Strongsville, Ohio is dedicated to giving their patient community the highest level of health care. Their doctors have been trained on the newest and most innovative styles of chiropractic and rehabilitative treatments. From back pain to ankle strains, the Healthiest You has remedies for a variety of injuries. Are you looking to perform better in life and activity? Their team takes a wellness-based approach on health rather than only focusing on symptoms such as pain. Call 440-238-3338 or email them at thychiro, that's T-H-Y-C-H-I-R-O, at gmail.com for questions about becoming a patient. Now is a better time than ever to become the healthiest you. And last but not least, this episode is brought to us by CrossFit Strongsville. CrossFit Strongsville is a place where everyday people become heroes every day. Through qualified coaching, challenging yet modifiable exercise programming, and a supportive community unlike any other, members find a way to break through personal barriers physically, mentally, and emotionally. No matter what level you're at, from the very beginner to the elite, you'll find you receive great service from the moment you walk through the door, and we promise it will be one of the best hours of your day. Check out CrossFitStrongsville.com for more information and to sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with the owner, a 12-year veteran of the fitness and therapy fields. Okay, folks, today we had a chance to sit down with one of my favorite people in the world, Mr. David Choma of CrossFit Strongsville. I've known David for a few years. He is one of the most genuine, lovable people I've ever met in my life. You instantly just love the guy. I don't know what it is. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe it's his perfect hair. Maybe it's his great smile. I don't know, but you just instantly kind of fall in love with this guy. So we're going to get to know him a little bit and kind of find out how he started all this fitness journey and all this craziness that he's gotten himself into. So without any further ado, please sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today I'm sitting here with uh, David Choma of CrossFit Strongsville. David, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. So I, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk. Of course. So um, David's a good friend of mine. We've known each other for how many years now? Probably five or six years. About, yeah, probably about six. So mm-hmm. I met you uh, at a CrossFit gym when I was completely fat and out out of no. you know out of shape and overweight and all these kind of things my buddy is like hey you need to try this crossfit thing i'm like what's crossfit this is weird 
never even heard of it. So it's like, well, go YouTube it. Check it out. I'm like, all right. So I'm sitting at work. I, you know, go onto the YouTubes. And I check out CrossFit. And I watch this. Uh, that was prom- your first mistake. Promotional video. I see these guys throwing weights around and there's epic music playing and all kinds of crazy stuff's happening. And, and everybody's dying and laying on the ground afterwards in a pool of sweat. And I'm like, hey, that looks like fun. Let's try this thing out. So I went to a gym and I met you and, and it kind of got started in that crazy journey. And we've kind of just kind of known each other from that kind of ever since. Right. You're, you're no longer there. So you, you left that gym to kind of start your own, which is CrossFit Strongsville. Yes, it is. So how long have you been in the uh, CrossFit game? Um, well, let's see. Uh, probably actually about six years is when I uh, first started on CrossFit um as a training philosophy both for myself but especially for others and um prior to that was uh very much involved in the bodybuilding scene okay so, um you know kind of took a took a really cool journey um through fitness and uh landed in a in a place that i really enjoy now um which is uh, being a crossfit gym owner uh Definitely not on the caliber of athleticism that I was uh, because business has taken over. That's kind of um, how that works. Because yep, exactly. if, if you run the business, you can't be the athlete. Sorry. Right, that's right. Just, I got to be the coach. Everybody so, wants to and be, the janitor. it doesn't yeah. really work that way. Exactly. So, But, yeah, so um, uh, probably, probably um, about 10 years ago, I uh, was getting really kind of more involved in the professional side of being a fitness instructor. And I uh, was already studying in school, uh, about to graduate, um, and uh, specifically pursuing exercise physiology um, from a medical standpoint. Okay. Um, probably shooting more towards what could be a physician's assistant or a physical therapist, um, and, and just didn't have the opportunity to necessarily pursue school, school further at that time. I wanted professional experience, so I got into the game of... of um, become a personal trainer, managing a personal training team, um, managing a, a kind of smaller scale, 24-7 style fitness center. And um, I loved it. I loved serving people. I loved working with people um, and helping them accomplish their goals. But there was a big problem. And that was I only have 24 hours in a day. Yeah. And and I don't sleep much. So really, I have 20 hours a day. <laughs> um, and uh you know, that just, there's only so many people you can help in that that, that kind of time frame. So I, I started to gravitate a little bit towards small group training. And um, I also didn't entirely enjoy, you know, uh, what I was seeing of that scene um, because a lot of it was just so cardio heavy. And I am a meathead. I'm a geek, but I'm a meathead geek. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so and I think that's why we're friends, right? Because we're both geeks. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely a geek and I'm definitely a meathead. Yeah, so there you go. We, we kind of get along. Right. So, um, yeah, so it, I had an opportunity uh, while I was actually working for a supplement retail company. Um, and I won't mention their name just in case, you, you know, since you're probably not getting sponsored dollars from them. But no, I'm kidding. Um, so you're allowed so to talk about them. We, do, we just yeah. can't, you know, sell their stuff. Right. Can't sell their stuff. Yeah. No. But anyway, I was working retail and uh, also still doing personal training and managing on the side. And um, a gentleman kind of approached me like, hey, we've got this gym. Um, we're interested in starting a CrossFit thing. And what do you think about that? And uh, I I lied to him, said, oh, that's pretty cool, you know, just because I was looking for an opportunity. But I actually hated CrossFit the okay. first time I was introduced. Well, to if, it. if you're doing bodybuilding, that kind of makes a whole lot of sense. Exactly. So like, well, these guys are like running around, like flopping around in 
pull-up bars looking like a dead fish. Like, what's going on? Right, here? right, right. And I saw a bunch. Of, in fact, my first experience at a CrossFit gym was with a major one. And I definitely won't mention their name. They're still a great outfit. Just it wasn't the right one for me. Um, but I was a bodybuilder. I was, you know, walking in there, uh, probably even had fake tanner on still from one of my shows, <laughs> you know, so I was not the guy who was, who was a candidate for them. But, uh, so I walk in and the head coach was like, Hey, yeah, we're going to kind of show you what this is about. And I look around, I see a bunch of guys wearing bandanas, high knee socks, singing Kumbaya and hugging each other. And I'm the kind of guy who was, wo- who'd wear a you know, a hoodie um, with the cutoff sleeves kind of thing, listen to my own death metal music in my ears and just go to war by myself. How else do you know? do bodybuilding? Is there another way? Is that, I don't, I don't even understand. Yeah, well, you know, it's, I, I, uh, we're, we're, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of ways, but uh, <laughs> that was my way, right? And so, um, so I walk into that kind of team environment, that community thing, and that just wasn't for me. So, um, so I made fun of CrossFit a lot, actually prior to this opportunity um and basically long story short during the interview the guy's like hey we're gonna start this crossfit gym um you know what do you think of it and i said oh, i think it's awesome i love crossfit it's so good i would you know i i, I do it every day and they're like, cool we're gonna do this workout right now i was like oh okay cool and and they said well, why don't you join us you know so I said, sure, like thinking, oh, boy, this <laughs> this is part of the interview. And I'm the thinking, working interview, this is not good. Yeah, exactly. It's not my practical side. Um, so I went into it and had a, uh, um, you know, did the, thinking I had the mindset I was going to just crush this thing. I looked around the room again. I saw a bunch of skinny dudes. Uh, no high knee socks, but uh, definitely, you know, thought my caliber of uh, fitness was going to overwhelm these guys. Of course. Gonna, you know, see just this amazing you know, God's gift to fitness kind of thing. And uh, <laughs> that was not uh, the case. I got uh, my butt handed to me, <laughs> you know, and, and, and laid in a pool of blood, sweat, and tears on the floor. Um, and, and it was so simple. It was just a matter of, uh, you know, push-ups and pull-ups and squats, like without even any weight. And I was just wrecked. Um, and I, for some reason, fell in love with it in that very moment. You like just I, like to torture yourself? Yeah, uh, yes, definitely. That's for sure. I'm from the Midwest, man. We all do. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we like. There's just something about that that because I truly thought I was so good. Like I thought exercise was the one thing. I, I trust me. I'm not athletic in any way, shape, or form. But I thought, you know, put me in a weight room, and that's my, that's my you know, domain for sure. And for once it got shown to me that, Hey, it really wasn't, you know, and, uh, that humbling experience, um, was exactly what I needed when I needed it. And, uh, and I, I loved that, but then within weeks, um, I was actually certified very shortly after that. I, I, I mean, I went down and gave my money right to CrossFit you were just HQ. All in. All in. I'm, I'm that kind of guy. I mean, everyone knows me. I, that's a, I, I jump into the deep end, um, without even looking if there's water, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, uh, um, I fell in love with that aspect so quickly. I got the training and it was actually, um, just the the blessing of many people who came into my life uh, in those first couple months when I really had no business coaching. <laughs> you know, I knew fitness. I had a degree in it, um, exercise especially. I, you know, um, and I loved the scientific aspect of what CrossFit brought to the table that a lot of certifications don't um, with how they talk about the body. But I still was not capable of leading 10 people through Olympic lifts, really. Um, I did my research, but, you know, that's, that's going to be one of my gripes. But regardless... Um, I just the the uh, patience that so many people exhibited in those first couple months with a new coach, um, but somebody who is passionate because that's what I am. I'm passionate about it, um, and and who truly cared for each one of those people uh, as if they were my own. 
uh, and that's the methodology I've brought to my gym now, but um, the seeing how they transformed, that's where like love became reality, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, specifically some, you know, like this wonderful woman, you know, um, who, who was a mother and just struggled with her, her self image and, um, you know, her f- kind of physical health for so long. She comes in, she, she truly got devoted to the program. Um, she showed up every day, even when she really did not want to. And even when she had every excuse not to because of her schedules, but she still showed up and that gave me fire. And then seeing how her chin lifted over and over every day, she walked in, she held herself a little bit higher, a little bit more self-esteem, a little bit more pride in what she's accomplishing. And she lost weight. She got off medication. She, she just transformed her a life. A lot of the things that can really happen from diet and exercise, exactly. you know, most people I hate to say it, but they don't put in the hard work. Right. They, they want to take a pill that their doctor gives them to fix everything. Like, that's not how it works, people. <laughs> you got to hustle and work hard. Right. Uh, exactly. So, so yeah. So, that's uh, that's how I got into it. And, and uh, you know, now I'm at where I'm at. <laughs> well, very cool. Now, yeah. you said you grew up in the Midwest. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So, I so you're not from Ohio? Where'd oh, no, no. I'm, I'm Ohio. Yeah, sorry. Okay. We're still Midwest. Well, I still yeah. I mean, Well, yeah. I don't know about Midwest. I'm, I'm thinking like Kansas or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that'd be more central. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. So, yeah. But no, I'm an Ohio boy. Okay, so, so you grew up around this, this area mm-hmm. or like, uh, so Northeast Ohio? Correct, yeah. So... I uh, born in Parma, so all my Parma pierogies can give a cheer. Um, and Who doesn't love some pierogies? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. Um, great, that's now I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, so grew up in Parma and uh, spent some of my time in uh, the Cleveland suburbs uh, growing up and then um, in high school moved a little bit further south to the Hudson area and um, in college moved even a little more a little bit south into the wadsworth kent areas and um and now i'm back i'm back in the strongsville area so. okay now you said you didn't really uh play sports a lot and so you weren't super coordinated so what got you into uh bodybuilding then if you because most people kind of find lifting through playing sports that's kind of how i found lifting mm-hmm. you know i didn't really take it seriously in high school because i i had to play football right you know so it's like if you don't go to the weight room you don't start so it's like, okay, you go in, you go through the motions, you bench a little bit, you don't really squat. We, did, we didn't deadlift except for like hex bar deadlifts. Yep. We did a lot of leg pressing, you know, so like we ruined our low backs and yeah, overloaded yeah, yeah. our quads, you know. But And you did ha- uh, curls called cleans. <laughs> well, we didn't do any cleans, luckily. Oh, no no, no, we, we did not have a coach that made us do cleans, which oh, was good because wow. I, didn't, I didn't learn that kind of until CrossFit. And then my coach kind of taught me how to do it properly now, you know, but – so how did you get into that if you weren't playing sports? Well, so that's a cool – that's probably one of my favorite stories about myself. I don't have a lot, of them, but I have some. So, um, so yeah, growing up I was picked on a lot. I was a, a total – like I said, I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. Um, I played Dungeons & Dragons, literally just played last night. <laughs> so um, so I, I – and I read every comic book I could. I truly, um, you know, just lived that kind of – nerd lifestyle i don't think i talked to a girl till i was like 16 and that was by mistake <laughs> you know <laughs> like whoops i yeah. don't know how this happened right right so but anyway um yeah so i i you know fell in love with the concept of what the superheroes represented to me not just these incredible feats of um strength and uh epic you know sacrifice to to for the greater good kind of stuff but um obviously aesthetically like they looked they looked like something you wanted to be yeah <laughs> you know that's fair um, to say and not only did they act that way but they looked it and it was just this whole concept so 
um, from from a fairly vain perspective, uh, at least at first, I uh, um, my brother bought me a little weight room set, um, like just one of those little like weeder style things that you can buy at a, at a, probably a Target or a Walmart. You Does know? it have like the concrete like in the plastic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. We, like, we all started with that, right? Just those little, and um, I, I want to say it was my twelfth um, or thirteenth birthday, and um, and so I, I I remember looking at a comic book and saying to myself like I'm I'm gonna look like that guy and it it was Superman and so uh, so I went at it I just started just lifting whatever weights I had you know around I started running um, and uh, uh, just made that kind of just a, a regular part of my routine like you know every night trying to do whatever ten twenty thirty push ups ten twenty thirty sit ups. Um, and, uh, mostly I, 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 mean, I did that for that reason, but also too, I, I was chasing some demons, you know, it's, it was something I had the, probably the only thing in my life at that time I had control over was what I could do to myself, you okay. know? Um, and th- what I mean by that is just, uh, I lost my father, um, at, when I was 10 years old and after he battled cancer and, uh, and obviously our whole family dynamic was thrown into a loop. Um, I was going to have to go to work early to help support. And so I, I had no control over what was going on in my life, but I could, like I said, control what I did to myself. And that's a whole lot to process for someone so young, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, so you're definitely going to have some internal demons that you you don't even know that are there and right. you, you're going to have to figure out because most kids, I hate to say it, get into a lot of trouble when stuff like that starts to happen because right. th- there's, they're tormented on the inside. They don't know why and they need to get it out somehow. So exactly. they, they get into fights, they get into drugs, they do all kinds of stuff. So it's good that you at least threw it towards something else totally. that was beneficial for you and not just destructive for yours and your family's life because you know, when, when kids get into stuff like that, it's, it's not just affecting them. It's affecting it, the entire everyone family. Everyone around. Exactly, and that's and I that's why I say I, I mean I've got angels on my side because uh, I could have gone that route. I had um, friends and similar or just other heartbreaking circumstances who who wound up doing going those different paths, and yeah. I I um, and I was probably unhealthy about it, but uh, for me exercise seemed like the best choice I can make certainly know? better than the alternatives <laughs> better than a lot of alternatives <laughs> so um so yeah that I mean that I literally called that my fortress of solitude was when I'd go up into my room and um you know pound out some weight just whatever and I literally was stupid about it I just picked up the weight 50 times this way pushed it over my head this t- you know no no sense of form or anything and and then I actually started to research a little bit um picking up different muscle mag video or uh, muscle magazines and uh at the time youtube really wasn't that big of a thing i was you know i was a teenager so um we still um actually had like dial up (laughs) yeah i know right you don't Um, have like like streaming fast internet like right now right now um yeah kids listen to you i had to call a girl and call her family's phone before i could talk to her not just text her or snap her um (laughs) but uh but regardless uh, so yeah so that really wasn't a thing to watch those kinds of videos so instead it was reading magazines and um picking up a little bit here and there and trust me some of those are all so baloney most most but at that time i'm 14 exactly than nothing. So better than nothing and so i followed those and i you know uh, continued to to kind of grow with that i remember a girl inv- invited me to her pool party once because uh she said she came up to my friend and i and she goes pick up your shirt 
<laughs> and we're like, wow. what? You know, and this was like the prettiest girl in school. And she goes, pick up your shirt. Someone's very choleric. Yeah. Very yeah. forward. Right. Totally. And so, and she, and so I'm like, okay, I lift my shirt and, and you know, I was 13 years old. So, or, or yeah, 13 or 12. So I had abs, <laughs> you know, and, and a lot of younger kids just do by if they're young. Yeah. Cause they're young and they're lean. Exactly. And they're all know? playing and doing stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Cause back then we actually did play outside. And, um, so yeah, so I pulled up my shirt and she goes, uh, okay, you're coming and invites me to the pool party. I'm like <laughs> thinking, this is awesome. I passed this the test. I, exactly. I'm doing this every day now. Um, so this, right, is, this is why I lift. Yeah. This is, I right. get to go to pool parties. Pool parties. All right. <laughs> um, man is, uh, the joys of being a kid. Yes. But, um, but anyway, so, uh, so I kind of kept with it. It was always something I did. Um, you know, even when I was uh, going into high school, I, it was just something I did on the side, especially helped too when I'd get picked on or something. And, um, and I, I had to, similar to your style, I had to go into uh, the weight room because I was going to be doing lacrosse. And um, I wasn't. It, I tried out for football, but I only wanted to be quarterback, and um, it just it wasn't in the cards for me. If to you're ever. not the right person, you don't really get to do that kind of it's, stuff. It's even if you're qualified, you're tall and you're athletic. If you're not the right person, not going to work. Not going to happen because yep, yep. everybody wants to be the quarterback. Exactly. So, and I was uh, down the line on the, on the political totem pole. We'll put it that way. Yeah, that kind of stuff um, happens. I was the same way. Yeah. Right. So, so I uh, so I did. I, I went to the gym to because um, I always just worked at home. And then when I went to the high school gym uh, to get ready for lacrosse season, uh, it truly a uh, one man changed my life forever. So, so I always like to say that um, three things changed my life and. Uh, one of which was the, the gaming store where I fell in love with, uh, you know, board games and things like that. Uh, one of which was the gym and the other was God. Um, and, uh, and so there's three G's <laughs> that changed my <laughs> life. Um, in the gym, uh, specifically another G was uh, Coach G. Um, he, uh, uh, I went into that weight room one of the first times. And uh, now, How old are you now? Are you in high school? Yeah, I'm freshman? high school freshman, so okay. 14. Um, and... Uh, I was, you know, kind of setting up for a weight, and I did something goofy, barbell wise, and uh, you know, weights kind of clanked around. And I remember just being so embarrassed. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm sure anyone can identify when you're a teenager. Any silly thing you do is like epic proportion dumb, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and it, especially freshman year, anybody's looking for a way that they can, you know, um, label you for the rest of your life. <laughs> but uh, so I made some silly error, and weights went clanking, and. Um, I was so embarrassed and I'm a sensitive guy. I mean, I instantly started to tear up and like all these seniors were like making fun of me, like, oh, crybaby kind of thing like that. And so I ran out of that gym as, I mean, faster than I've ever run in my life. And I got stopped, um, like smush right into, um, this, this hairy, sweaty, burly Italian chested <laughs> kind of guy named coach G and, uh, and he just stopped me. He bear hugged me. Um, and he pulled me in just, and he kissed me on the cheek and, and just said, you belong here and don't let anyone ever let you think otherwise. And, and uh, it's, I mean, that's, there's an important person to have in your life. Exactly. We, need, we need more coach G's you in need, high school yeah, weight rooms. Exactly. And anywhere, everywhere. Yeah. So he, so that, that, that's, I think that was kind of like one of the first things that told me, okay, you're right. You know, and I, I turned back around, I went and worked out, everything was fine. And, um, so I maintained that through high school, of course. I, I played lacrosse a little bit here and there, but not very well. Um, I think I scored once, <laughs> maybe <laughs> twice. Um, but uh, I only did a couple seasons of that. Mostly I just I 
I was a regular in that weight room. I, I can't think of a day I wasn't in there. Um, you know, so, so that, that was kind of it. I just, it, it became my thing, you know, uh, where most people would be, have their accolades on the, um, you know, on the fields or on the courts, uh, my accolades were personal in nature. Okay. You know? And, and I kind of liked the fact that it was only me, you know, I didn't have a team relying on me. I okay. think that my kind of personality at that time, I couldn't handle that pressure of teamwork. I like that. Performing for your teammates. Exactly. Uh, cause I, I know a lot of people, it drives them crazy because they'll do really well in practice and then it comes to the game and they're so worried about letting their teammates down, they actually don't perform well. Right. You know, and it's, it's pretty common. It's something, you know, most people can probably will learn to work through. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a pretty common oh, yeah. thing, obviously. Yeah. You know, but still, some people just gravitate towards you know individual sports, like track and field. Great example. Mm-hmm. Even though you have teammates and you guys are all together, it's still just kind of you, and you're doing your thing. Exactly. So if you let yourself down, it's like I had a bad race. You know, it sucks, but yep, yep. you know, it's nothing in the world because it's just me. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. that's cool. Yeah, that was, so that was my thing. Yeah, it made it easier for me to keep it up, and yeah, then going into college, figuring out my way there. I, Again, it was the one thing that seemed to just always be there. Was I had, first thing I'd step on any campus was okay. Where's the, where's the gym? Room? Yeah, exactly. Not like a not like a bro. <laughs> you know, I wasn't you know, shaking girls, up, exactly right, shaking up my uh, my protein shaker or anything, and, <laughs> and carrying a jug of water. You know, or anything like that. But I but it was always it, like for some reason it was my um, my compass. Well, it, you know, it's probably fair to say that it's definitely your your release mm-hmm. in in life. So mm-hmm. it's it's where you can go to kind of let your stress out and chill out and be you and kind of get centered for yourself. That's kind of what it's sounded totally. like to me. Yep. And that's what it is. So, and that's, yeah, that's what it became. And then, you know, I told you the other part of the story, but well, yeah. you, you <laughs> said you, you did a couple of uh, bodybuilding competitions. Mm-hmm. So how'd you get into that? I mean, cause that's, it's very different than just going to the gym. A lot of people go to the gym and they love going to the gym and they'll lift and they'll do all those kind of things. But most people never think of really competing, right. especially in bodybuilding. It's a very tough, sport to get into Mm -hmm. yeah you know it's it's kind of cool how that one happened um because while i started working out for very vain reasons you know wanting to look like a superhero so the the damsels in distress would 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 bat an eye at me um i i actually like midway through high school probably uh realized it really wasn't about that actually it was truly just in a pursuit of excellence for me um and and like you said too it was also my release it was my my sanctuary um but uh so it's funny that i wound up eventually stepping on a stage wearing literally nothing and telling the world go ahead and look at me see what i've done (laughs) you know and um uh, and th- at the time, I was that really wasn't my personality. But uh, well, it's good that you were able to push through that because that's such a, a nervous thing to do because mm-hmm. it's it's you and up there and there's nobody else around. The lights are all on you mm-hmm. and it's hey look at me and you can't hide. Whereas a lot of people, you know, they can't deal with that kind of stuff. So they love team sports, right? Because they can hide yeah, like, within can. everybody else. Well, the focus isn't just on me; it's on the team. So right. that's a very brave thing. You know, for somebody to do. Cool. Well, yeah, I, I like the positive spin on it. No, no, no. It, it really yeah. is. If you really look at it, right? It's it's a very most people would never be able to do that. Right, right. So, and so kudos to you, man. Thank you. And and it's funny too because actually, as I think about it, back then I was definitely trending towards a wallflower. I was the, um, I was just the kind of guy who you know couldn't couldn't look you in the eye, uh, you know, and um, you know, so I wanted to step on stage after uh, an, an older gentleman who was a, a friend of. Mine and um, uh, 
Max's, uh, he, he had competed a bunch of times in bodybuilding and, and he was in his like seventies and we we're like, I didn't even know they did that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I didn't know that they kind of had like a senior division and, um, and he, he had just so many cool trophy trophies and swords. Um, cause I was pretty customary at that time to get a sword. Still is. Um, I think. Yeah. I think that. it's still pretty, uh, yeah. It's so, kind of the tradition of it. Right. Right. Depending on where you go. Some yeah. of them are saving their dollars, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So we, he's a plastic trophy guy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, here's a shirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> so at any rate, uh, yeah, so we, I saw that and I thought that was so cool. And, and for some reason I just, you know, we were just connected with them and, and, you know, I, I was like, you know, what, totally tell you what, Bill, you do one, I'll do one, you know, kind of thing. Okay. Like, okay. So, <laughs> so he didn't like challenge you to do one so much or anything like no, that. It's not just, so much. You saw him doing it like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. I need to step out of my comfort zone. I need to kind of do something to challenge myself. Right. So you just went in. Went in love it yeah and uh and so <laughs> the i will tell you as a guy who was studying exercise science almost actually i'm sorry i was i was not quite studying exercise science at that time but i was definitely in it um and as a guy who who you know was a personal trainer on the side and all this kind of stuff i did nothing right for preparing for that my first show i uh I truly just kind of, I, I have this mentality sometimes, like I, I tell myself, if I'm ever going to run a marathon, I'm going to do it without training. I just, I just don't want to. Yeah, because <laughs> like, why, who wouldn't want to step onto the course and get injured yeah, because right. they haven't trained for it? I know. I'm, 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 do as I say, not as I do. Trust me. Um, <laughs> People, if you're going to run a marathon, train for it. Yeah, please. train for it. But, uh, but no, it's, it, it's kind of part of who I am. I'm, I'm the guy who um, wants to get dropped in at the bottom of a mountain and be told to cl- climb it you know, and no gear, just go. And, um, because that's what life is a lot. And, yes. you know, I've had that happen where all of a sudden the mountain's been, or the giant's been in front of me. Um, and I've got to, you know, I've got to just walk like a lion through it, you know? And so, uh, but anyway, so that was kind of my mentality with that. I, I bought the suit, um, you know, which is basically G string bikini. Um, and I got, uh, went through some of the prep work. Um, literally inventing my own kind of philosophy for it with what I ate, uh, how many calories I had, uh, how often I did cardio versus strength training and, um, all that. And didn't even have like a pose coach. Max helped me out a little bit. So did Bill. Um, but I just, I just said, okay, let's go. And, and I was a zombie that last week I was down to like 500 calories, not even a day, a sip of water. And, um, and all that kind of stuff but uh but then i stepped on stage that saturday and uh you know music playing and my friends and family showing up um and and it was just uh, like man there is something about you step out there and you are naked and yet you are just totally revitalized like there's just this kind of feeling of um i did this and and you know, I, I like it. I, I like mean, you feeling. worked super hard to look as great as you did. And then now you're also, you know, in a water cut probably. So you're super shredded mm-hmm. with every little striation sticking out. So mm-hmm. there's something to be super proud of. So, yeah, yeah it was, it was yeah. cool. It was, it was neat. Now, and that was back when in bodybuilding um, before, uh, you know, a lot of the aesthetic kind of stuff started to show back up and physique. And, um, you know, and I'm, I'm more of a physique style guy. Like if you would, you would look at me and, um, so I loved what one of the judges said to me. He said, it, look, you're great. I would have given you a top ranking, but, uh, you know, I'd have to chop you off at your knees to make that happen. Cause I'm tall, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and that was pretty, pretty uh, universal. So any other shows I did, it was, it was kind of common trend, but so I did a couple <laughs> there and, um, 
it was cool and uh i that for me to part of that timing while it was good to to support bill um it actually i did my first show um not long after my mom had passed away so if for me i needed something to to chew on uh that that again was productive in nature um as opposed to you know destructive and so um so it was kind of like a thing after she passed away you know i think it was a month or so after i remember getting a an insert in the mail and it was advertising this show coming up and i said okay this is what i'm going to do to take my mind off this so yet again kind of running or whatever you want to say sometimes i like to say i was running from Devin. sometimes i like to say i was running into him (laughs) but i mean uh, you're you're just helping yourself process and give yourself something else to focus on mm -hmm. because if you sit there and just Allow your, allow your mind to wander of like all the things that are going on in your life. It'll just eat you alive. Totally. And it'll just completely ruin your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't realize that. You know, like I hate to say it, but nowadays people have such a stigma about therapy. Right. You know, because like, oh, you're weak. You can't deal with your own stuff. Like, guys, like you realize like you going out with beers and your buddies and talking to them, that's therapy. Mm-hmm. Like it's you getting stuff off of your chest. It's stuff you've got to do. Like we all have to. It's mm-hmm. part of being human. Right. <laughs> There's shit you got to deal with in your life. Right. You know, so, so there's nothing wrong with taking that energy and focusing it on the gym and like allowing that again to be, to be your kind of release in life and kind of just throw it all in there and totally. kind of work through things instead of just letting it crush your life. Right. Right. I agree. And, and it, to your point too, it's, I, it's terrible just terrible to hear that stigma stigma against therapy i was one of them i was one of those guys who's like no i don't need that and i'm telling you right now i see a counselor a couple every couple weeks and i love it it's been the best thing i could have ever done in my life can really enrich your life Mm -hmm. so i please go to it go you know find help it's it's okay it's we're (laughs) we're all human beings we need help (laughs) yeah asking for help doesn't make you weak nope nope, it it makes you strong i would because it it takes a strong person to say hey i can't figure this out i need help Mm -hmm. someone please help me Mm -hmm. even if that's just a close friend or a family member somebody that you love and trust you know Light it up. Do your yep, thing, guys. Yep. Bring it out into the light because it's uh, in the dark. It eats you up. So Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so, so you decided to do this show. So you hopefully actually train for it. Now, you've actually got some experience now, so this is good. Yep, yep. So And then, and uh, I just couldn't afford it. I was working three, four jobs while I was in college and um, literally sleeping two, two hours a night sometimes. Uh, you know, yeah. It costs so much money to do shows, just in your food prep, obviously, and and the entry fees, um, and how you have to adjust your schedule to accommodate training, uh, just so much. So I I, kind of, I decided, you know, it wouldn't be right for me to continue to pursue um, for those reasons, and and also, too, I kind of did it, and, and that was it. Like, you know, just kind of dabbled in it, had fun with it, and kind of told myself, okay, now now I can help people because I can tell them what I did wrong yeah, <laughs> and um, help them do it right, I hope. So, uh, and then it was right around then, too, I was transitioning, uh, went to a major university to finish out my four-year degree. I started with an associate's, and uh, so it was just the right timing for everything with that. So, um, but yeah, so went through, did, did a couple shows, called it a day there, uh, and then... You know, we started getting into the, um, like, adventure race kind of style stuff uh, when I was professionally working as a trainer and, um, you know, doing things like uh, Tough Mudders and um, Warrior Dashes and all that kind of stuff. Was uh, it just a new challenge to try or exactly. was it just something fun to do that you could use your fitness on? I, or? A little bit of both, okay. actually, yeah. Yeah, challenge-wise. So, for me, it was actually it was a good um, 
selling tool because I, I actually would like to get a lot of my clients together and say, let's all do that. This is our goal. So in three months, we're going to go do this, you know, warrior dash. Yeah, because thing. there's nothing better than having something on the calendar to make you work hard in the gym. Right, right, exactly. So so help me. I could I could get a couple of my, uh, you know, tried and true troops who are, who would be down for that and say, all right. That, so it helped from the perspective of I knew that they had that goal to reach in three months. So I had a very good directed way of, of leading their training towards that. Um, I also knew they'd be with me at least for three months then because yeah. it's like, hey, man, come on, we're committed to this. You're going to do this. We're all carpooling together. Everyone's got to There's a lot of up. power in that. Yeah, exactly. So um, so it's, you know, my I remember my boss at the time thinking, man, that's brilliant. This is, this is a great sales tactic. And I said, well, it's not really a tactic. I just, it's a sales service if you ask me, yeah. <laughs> you know. But It all depends on your heart. Right, right. If, if you're in it to screw people over and make money, then yeah, it's a tactic. It's a tactic. You know, yeah. but if you're out there to help people and just encourage them to do the right thing, then mm-hmm. it's just, you know, yeah. just a good way of doing stuff. Exactly. So, so I got into that and that was a lot of fun. I, and I still love that kind of stuff today. I don't really do any of them in a uh, official manner, uh, but, you know, you pick a Sunday and sometimes you'll see me in the park, <laughs> you know, <laughs> riding my bike for a number of miles, jumping off, doing a number of push-ups, climbing some tree, doing something funny, um, basically looking like a fool. <laughs> so, um, so I like that kind of stuff too, getting dirty and just playing. Cause that's really, that's, that's what our bodies are made for. Yeah. Let's, let's go out and play. I mean, it should you be know? why you're fit mm-hmm. is to go out and enjoy it. Right. Right. So. Well, very cool. Yeah. So anything, in the uh, mitts for you right now, are you training for anything? Oh, yeah, good question. Um, no, I, I don't. You know, I, I'll tell you. It's again, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> um, for me, I, I'm in a great place in life where, I, uh, I don't really want to have a, a major goal to attain, um, fitness wise. Uh, for a while, I was, uh, especially when I first started the gym. I, I'm not kidding you. Actually, when I first got into CrossFit, I, I would remember watching the games on ESPN and thinking, like, wow, I can do that. Like, I, I you know, I could watch football all day, and uh, which I do on Sundays, but um, and, and look at those athletes and, and just, you know, obviously enjoy myself watching, but never really feeling like I could be there. You know, okay. I could never step on that field and, and throw the ball. I could never catch. I could never run. I could, it, it, not to those degrees that those guys are, right? But I remember watching the CrossFit Games the first time and thinking, I could do that. Like, that's stuff I do, <laughs> you know? I lift weights. I do um, deadlifts and thrusters and Olympic lifting and stuff. So um, so I remember getting really, really invested in that, that idea of that almost grandiose um, kind of vision for myself of, like, I'm going to be the next CrossFit Games champion. I think a lot of people will get that, obviously. They watch it. They first get the bug. They start to say, like, yeah, I can – I can do that too. I mean, a lot of younger athletic guys, I'd say definitely, but mm-hmm. I'd say most. Oh of your yeah, cli- nowadays yeah, especially. Most of your clients are probably the like thirty-year-old people who just want to get back into shape. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they played sports in high school and haven't done anything. I've gotten a little out of shape, and right. they just want to come in, get a sweat, you know, get a good workout, and go home feel like better about themselves. Totally. So I think that's probably most of your clients. Yeah, especially now. I think back then, back before it became a professional thing <laughs> yeah because I, I mean you gotta remember it was six years ago or, or so like it was it was practically still on the ranch <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know it was, exactly. I mean, it was espn and, and sponsored by reebok and yeah whereas now everybody's essentially a professional athlete totally. going to the game yeah it's a totally different thing and and so part of me is maybe hanging up my my uh nanos uh, because of that because there's no way i could be a professional athlete but um uh also too i just 
I wouldn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not my drive. But uh, but I remember that being the, the case. And even when I started the gym, thinking like, okay, I uh, I you know I'm gonna really be able to devote my time and training stuff and and still maybe shoot for that um i had some good runs uh during some competitive seasons and um you know got into a car accident that led to some injuries that, that kind of threw me for a loop but um both physically and mentally and emotionally spiritually but um the uh nowadays like i thrive on on just kind of that same concept concept of play like just uh, hey i'm this week I'm going three, four, five times a week and just enjoying a good workout and not focused on, do I have to PR because I've got this down the road? Do I have to? So for me, that's good. That's healthy. Okay. I, I can continue to, to, to keep going at that's it. That's kind of how you're finding your balance. Exactly. Because I've got the, the pressure of other things that I need to perform for, um, you know, as a, as a business owner, um, also working with another startup and kind of all sorts of other things. Like there's plenty of areas where I get to feel, if I want to feel that stress and pressure, I can. So for me, fitness needs to be like going back to when I was that, that, you know, 12, 13 year old kid, like, and just doing it, just, yeah. just finding something and just doing it. And it was, it was, you know, just a cool way to, um, to, to, in all the right ways, beat myself up and, uh, and be stronger for it. Like, that's where I'm at now. That's my philosophy. That's, that's how I'm thriving. Um, you know, versus, uh, putting that pressure on of, okay, I got, I've got to be the number one, or I've got to hit this 500 pound deadlifter i've got to you know whatever like it's it's cool like i'm 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 totally for the people that need to do that i would i'm supporting and encouraging and i will help you get there that's what i do <laughs> but me i'm just i'm along for the ride right now just kind of enjoying yourself yeah. at the moment yeah because you've kind of been there and done that so mm-hmm. yeah you know for some people that kind of need that for a drive and some people it's better to say hey i've been there done that it's cool mm-hmm. it's fine i can do it anytime i want to it's fine but right. i'd rather just kind of do my own thing right now yeah so, yep. that works yeah it works well so, so you, she mentioned uh, a new startup is that any kind of news you want to share is oh, that something we need to kind of keep on wraps yeah, a little bit it doesn't, oh it doesn't have to it's uh so i'm actually uh, i'm assisting a startup um so it's not mine so it's it's okay it's uh, uh i don't own it in any way shape or form but um uh it's it's it works in the field of recruiting so uh just kind of helping them with an approach that's uh not your traditional recruiting or staffing kind of firm, um, but one that's very, very, very invested on both sides, on both the clients and the candidates to encourage relationships and stuff like that. So, so I do that. That's like as a nine to five kind of thing. And, okay. Um, while, while, you know, administering and owning the gym um, and uh, some other things with the ministry I work with and, uh, so it's so like I said, there's sounds like you have a pretty full plate. Yeah, there, it's David. a fun, yeah, exactly. It's a I I'm not left hungry, that's for sure. <laughs> so, but uh, but I love it. It's good. It's and and you know I've learned to um, to how to set the proper boundaries and limitations and and accept them, you know, for myself, but but to also ensure others can understand that too. It's uh, which that is a hard process. Any entrepreneur. Um, business owner or or a lot of people actually i'd say and part of the part of the reason we have a lot of um you know just high stress uh relationships and and situations i think is because a lot of people don't um don't accept limitations you know and and set proper boundaries and um 
And so that's probably pretty common nowadays. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because that phone is going off all the time. You're constantly in demand, and there's everything. It's like a, there's a fire everywhere, right? And and here's the truth, guys. That's life. <laughs> there's always a fire going on. Yeah. You know, and it's it, the trick is to not get burned by it. You know, and I let myself get burned by it for sure. Um, and it's it always breaks my heart when I see others do it too. But um, but trying to find healthy ways to uh, to use it, you know, I, <laughs> there's a fire in front of me. I'm going to, I'm going to grill on it. <laughs> you know, that's going to be my philosophy, I guess. So instead of life giving me lemons, making lemonade, I, life gives me fires. I, I'm going to uh, bust out the hamburgers. and uh, hot dogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> throw a s'more on it. There um, you go. Make s'mores. But, uh, so that, huh, I don't know. It kind of went off on tangent, but, um, no, no, that's fine. Yeah. So the, uh, um, the, yeah, I'm I'm involved in the startup. It's nothing too nothing too serious. Or, you well, know, if you're working with them nine to five. It sounds kind of serious. Yeah, it's serious. It's uh, it's it's a different kind of serious. But I love it. It's it's cool. I get um, I get to be a part of that. So um, yeah. So getting but getting pulled in a couple directions and it's uh, it's uh, all good. Well, that that kind of stuff happens when you're a business owner and then you're working, you know, mm-hmm. for startups and everything else. And you, sounds like you're working for your church, mm-hmm. the ministry, I assume. Yep, yep. Uh, so. uh, involved in my church, and but then also a private ministry that's uh, targeted towards the fitness industry oh, very cool. as well. So, um, got I just have a great team who who helps with that. Well, so. you you kind of need a good team for stuff like that because mm-hmm. you, you you can't do it yourself. You need a good group of people to all kind of work together and kind of figure things out. Right. Right. So, yeah. all right. Well, we won't keep you. I know you got things to go to this afternoon. Cool. So I, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us and talk. And I'm sure we'll be talking again. Yep. Should yep. be lots of I fun. I hope so. Yeah. And uh, where, where can people go to kind of find out more about you and what you do? Um, man, it probably truly best is CrossFitStrongsville.com. Um, if you get a chance to check that out. But uh, whatever. Follow me on Instagram, Alpha Chomega. Um, Let's spell that. Yeah, A L P H A C H O M E G A, Alpha Chomega. So, um, uh, there's all sorts of, I guess. Yeah, you. There aren't many of David Chomas in the world. Actually, it's a pretty <laughs> rare name. So I'm That's sure you'll good. find one of the five of us and just pick one. I'm the one who has the really handsome hair. So, no. Well, you uh, do have great hair. I'm quite <laughs> jealous. I lost all mine when I was like my early twenties. Oh yeah. You have this great head of hair. I'm looking at you, bastard. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that, again, just another blessing. I'm lucky. So, um, it's got some gray in it, though. That's for sure. I'd that, rather go gray than go bald. Shut that's up. true. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, um, but yeah. So yeah, if anyone ever needs anything, just find a way to contact me and um, David at CrossFitStrongsville.com is my email. So yeah, not to mention that you know, not not to toot your own horn, but David's one of the most genuine guys that I know. So. If if you need some help, he was he's a guy who can help you out. If he can't, I can guarantee he can let you know who I, can. Yep, I will find a way. There, there are there are times he'll tell you that I can't do anything for you, but this this because this is what I do. But I know mm-hmm. some guys that can help you, or gals or whatever it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll get you taken care of. So totally. Well, David, I appreciate it. So yeah. We'll uh, have fun in the future. I'm sure. Yeah. Thanks, thanks Matt. This is awesome. All right. Well, I think you guys can really feel the heart of David. He's such a a love for people, and he wants to just do the right thing, and he always puts himself out there. And that's why he's so good at being a fitness coach, because he really invests into his clients, and, and you can really just tell that by getting to know him. So I hope that you guys really enjoyed your time with him, because I know that we're going to be seeing a lot more of David here on the podcast. Well, 
You're not going to be seeing him. You're going to be listening to him. I get to see him, but unfortunately you guys don't get to because I have a face for radio and not for video. So I'm not going to strike you with that, even though we could just point it towards David because he's a good-looking guy. But we're not going <laughs> to do that either because he might be a little shy and may not want to do that. Nonetheless, uh, stay tuned. we got some other good podcasts coming up in the future that you guys are really going to enjoy. And we will see you guys later. 